So, check one, check two. Check one. Dude, where are my checkbook at? Check. I need one check. I, I need, need two one check. check. <laughs> I need to pay my, pay my rent, bro. Fucking, I'll be sharing a bed with Bernice soon enough. Dude, you're more than welcome. Just mind the dog hair. All right, <laughs> let's see if this works. Oh, my gosh. Chuck. Jay. This is crazy. Schools nowadays are so quick to close down when they hear there might be snow. Have you realized this? Definitely. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, it was it was definitely a lot more uh, get your ass up and go to school back in our day. Yo, dude, it's so bad. Last week they heard informer and 10 schools had delayed openings. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I like you boom, boom down. Yeah. All, right, <laughs> All right, let's, let's start, start the, the show. show. When I know Nick is a podcast and you're listening to it today. When I know Nick is a podcast and it's hosted by Chuck and Jay. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of oh, yeah. We're Not Nordic. We're here, we're in the rain, we're not Nordic. Nope. I'm still a little bit sick. I'm Chuck. And he's still a little bit Chuck. Hi, I'm Jay. <laughs> I'm just a little bit Chuck? Just I a thought, little bit I Chuck. I thought I was very Chuck. <laughs> anyway, um, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Dude, your Chuck is up. My Chuck, did my up, Chuck, Chuck meter, oh uh. no, 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 <laughs> Sorry. no. I was trying to say that because he's not feeling well. He's a little under the weather, folks. We gotta, you know, we gotta see if he's alright. Chuck, Cut how to, are you? Dude, I'm here, man. I'm yes. here. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm ready to do some podcasting. It's, it's been too long. Yes. I look forward to these days. I do too, bro. They are the, they are the blast. So let's kick it off with a little bit of news, Chuck style. All right, let's hear this. Um, of course. What do we got? A church accidentally builds giant baby Jesus statue resembling Phil Collins. Okay. Um, Does it have drums in his hands? I hope so. Drums and drumsticks. And like a head a headset mic. Yeah. A giant Jesus statue bearing an uncanny likeness to Phil Collins has been erected in a Mexican church. As the New York Post reports, the enormous figure of Christ is almost 22 feet tall and weighs 2,000 pounds. It was built in the city of Chimalhuacan by sculptor Roman Salvador before traveling 12 hours to its new home of La Epifania del Señor, the epiphany of the man, right? Okay. Church in the central Mexican state of Zacatecas. I feel like I should stop reading this, so I stop embarrassing myself with these uh, pronunciations. You're not embarrassing yourself. Uh, okay, all right, so here it is. Here, I guess I'll share this on the uh, on the social media, but that's that's the Phil Collins baby Jesus. Okay, I see a slight resemblance. It's I don't think it's I don't think it's that dramatic. You know what I think it is mostly is like Phil Collins has a very unique hairline. Yes. Like where it's like it kind of it's shrunken back, but he's got like a little patch that still comes up. So that's that's what's really throwing me a little bit is that is it's kind of got Phil's hairline, but yeah, it's it's not like a crazy dead ringer or anything. Right now, that was a nativity nativity scene. No, I think it was just like an everyday Jesus statue. Like oh, okay. An, like an all purpose. Because did I, I showed you? I I told you about that story about this, correct? Y- yes. Okay, so we bring that up as well. In the go news? go ahead, go ahead. Okay, how would you pronounce that word? Cajuner. Okay. Okay. Cajuner or 
Kagagner? It's C-A-G-A-N-E-R. Is a figure depicted in the act of defecation appearing in nativity scenes in Catalina and neighboring areas um, like Valencia and North Catalina. He sent me like in 40, France. 42 of these listeners. Okay, and now there are websites. So what it is, it's supposed to, there's supposed to be a guy dressed up in traditional Catalina garb at the nativity scene taking a dump. I'm talking a legitimate dump. Like a do, like a steam induce. A steam induce in the traditional garb. What they're, what they're saying, that's it's not supposed to be disrespectful to the nativity scene or anything like that. It's supposed to mean like, the fertilate like the fertilization of earth of the earth and stuff like that yeah but didn't they have like a spongebob one that's the problem there is a website where they actually sell different styles of whatever that is yeah like so, I, I don't think spongebob was there the, the, the baby jesus <laughs> spongebob garfield i mean donald trump they had uh, r2d2 they have quite a bit of um caricatures taking dumps so if you want to check that website out, it is very entertaining. How much is a cogener? I think it's um, I think it's around twenty bucks. Man, you know what you're getting for Christmas? <laughs> I would enjoy that. You so the website you want. The website is www.caganer.com, and there are all kinds on there. So check it out. Since he was doing a story about a Phil Collins baby Jesus, I figured that that would be in the spirit. Yeah, of yeah. the nativity area. Maybe we'll post that link up in case either you want to get that special someone oh in your life, a a pooping a, a figurine. Yes, let's do it. Let's get let's get it out there, folks. Let's make it possible for everybody. All right. So we talked about Florida man a couple weeks ago. This week uh, we're going to talk about Florida dog. Okay. Florida dog bumps car into motion, gets solo trip. Florida authorities say they responded to a rogue vehicle spinning in reverse around a suburban cul-de-sac with a lone occupant inside, a black Labrador. News outlets report residents called police Thursday after seeing the dog trapped and clamoring around in the car as it spun in circles in a Port St. Lucie neighborhood. Man, now that I read this article, this is less, less funny and more sad. Police say they think the dog's owner stepped away from the running car and that's when the pet knocked it into reverse. Uh, the dog was in high spirits after being rescued, adding it jumped out of the car, wagging his tail. Police stopped the joyride by punching a passcode into the driver's door. No one was hurt. So, yeah, all they had to do was walk into the middle of the circle, do that, and they could have jumped right in. You know what I mean? Because the video that I saw of this, because I did see this video, they just stood there and watched it. No one was taking action. What, there were cops there? Yeah, there were cops, and they were filming it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Well, the guy probably told the dog to go fetch something, and he was trying to... Yeah. <laughs> go, go down to the corner, Rover, and fe- fetch, a, fetch a gallon of milk. Right, and then he's going in circles. As soon as that dog got out, it was beaten. Either. So, no, <laughs> it wasn't. But no, I, I did watch the video. Where's my, where's my cigarette spot? Exactly. Spot. Spotted lungs. So there like, were like cops just sitting around, like they, they didn't know what to do? They didn't know what to do. And I've seen this before. Where a guy took his nightstick and busted the window out. I mean, obviously he could have opened the window, but he busted the window out and dove through the window, uh, got situated, and stepped on the brakes. Oh, yeah. Now, something like that, I guess they were worried about the dog, but yeah, it seems like it took him a while to punch the coat in to jump in and stop the car. Yeah, meanwhile, that dog had to be bummed. Yeah, and Dizzy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't there a dog named Dizzy? Dizzy dog? Yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is this is an odd thing to bring up, wasn't it? Like a um, uh, a shepherd, um, what are they called? 
one of the English, whatever. Anyway. Right. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, you ready for the hot new wellness craze? Well, let's hear it. Uh, and <laughs> it involves getting out there and just tanning your taint. Interesting. Our ancestors had a secret to happiness we are just now rediscovering between hunting and gathering, drawing little horsies on cave walls, and discovering exciting new ways to die. They would roll onto their backs, grip their dirty hands around their dirty ankles, and expose their nether regions to the life-giving eye of the sun. Now, in 2019, a bunch of self-proclaimed wellness experts have embraced their ancient practice, putting photos of themselves tanning their taints on social media in order to lead us back to a happier time. Posting photos of himself doing this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Most famously employed by someone named Metaphysical Megan. Oh, man, I want to say kill yourself so bad. No, do not say that. Unacceptable. Okay. Cho- choose, a di- choose a radically different path in life, Metaphysical Megan. There you go. Who describes herself on Instagram as a healer, teacher, a reverse aging adept, and superfood superhuman. Okay. Now, now, does she take pictures of herself doing that? The practice of sunning your gear, taint, and butthole comes with a wide array of apparently life-changing benefits. Oh, she's got to kill herself. No, stop uh, it. A post running these down sees Megan listing off some pretty great stuff like surges of energy almost immediately, better sleep, better connection to my sexual energy and control of my life force, attracting my desires and intentions with ease, and as must be expected when others see the practice in action and are quick to join in, attracting soul tribe and people who are now on the same frequency and wavelength as me. 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole as the equivalent of a full day of sunlight is the equivalent of a full day of sunlight with your clothes on, we're told. Yeah, that's metaphysical Megan right there. That's a guy. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I thought that was a guy. Just in good shape, man. Okay. Um, I don't know. There's there's more here. Is it necessary to go on? We get the picture. She's tanning. She's tanning. There, those are dudes. <laughs> thanks. Well, those are thanks, some... for, thanks for showing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. It's the dudes tanning their buttholes. Yeah. So I... Jay, you would not try to tan your butthole no. for overall full full body health. No. No. Thank you. I mean, honestly, like. Articles like these make me think, like, maybe we've had, or maybe humans have had enough time, like, running the earth. Maybe, like, maybe it's time to give another species a shot. Yeah, I, I don't like, get it. I mean, like, maybe we've, maybe we've done all we can with control of the planet. You know, I want to, I want to make a joke about this, but I mean, it's, it's not even worth it. This, her, her whole outlook is a joke, pretty much, on this. You know what I mean? Well, her name is Metaphysical Megan. Yes. I mean, like,. <laughs> You she's on. She? She's on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Well, we need to follow her. Yeah. On yeah. Not Nordic Pod. Maybe she'll follow on us Instagram. Back. And what do you guys think? Do you want to tan your brown eye? I. But some of my questions. Make it a tan eye. That's well, going to be my joke, but that doesn't really work. So go ahead. So. Well, do you think she introduces herself as metaphysical Megan? Yes. Or do you think like you think like when she gets comfortable with someone, she's like, just call me metaphysical or just meta? No, it's probably my online name is this. You can call me that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, so I hate her. So we're gonna follow her. Am I allowed to hate her? If yeah. I if I don't say she, you can she, dislike she, her immensely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I hate her. That you can say that. Okay. I, you know, I'm just, I'm still learning the rules here. No, that's fine. <laughs> but suggesting someone take their own life for trying to tan a to, part of the body that, you know, hey, where the sun don't shine. <laughs> 
Yo, this well, girl's taking it to a new level, you know, is that it? Moving along. Yes. <laughs> Carly Rae Jepsen. You know her? She's like a Maybe. Young, younger pop star. Maybe. She once watched Seal, the pockmarked singer-songwriter, eat an entire loaf of bread. Plain. Okay. Carly Rae Jepsen sat down with Zane Lowe on Beats 1 today to promote her new singles, but as you may have picked up from context clues, we're not here for that. We're here to discuss bread, specifically the loaf of gluten-free bread that Jepsen said she once witnessed Seal devour by the slice on a private jet. Jepsen explained that she so was on said jet with Seal and also Michael Bolton. What a What a party that must have wow. been. Wow. Because they were booked to perform at, quote, some gala event, which further investigations suggest was the David Foster Foundation's 2016 Miracle Gala in Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, so it was gluten-free. Okay. It was so good. Um, uh, the bread was gluten-free, so yeah. it was like some... Oh, she filmed it, too. Oh, and she pretended to text. Oh, that's sneaky, Carly Rae. She still has the footage on her cell phone. He opened the bread. He removed a piece. He closed the bread. He ate the whole piece, nothing on it. Then he did it all over again. She... Yeah, see, this this was my question here. She did not clarify whether this private jet lacked butter, peanut butter, and jam, or whether Seal, for whatever reason, simply prefers his bread dry. I, I think you're I think you're a sociopath if you just sit there and eat dry bread. I would I would lock you in a padded room. Well it depends. Is it moist? Is it a moist kind of bread? It's gluten free, but what are we talking? We talking rye. We talking pump. We talking pump, bro? Pump or nick. See, pump or nickel, man. You, you you would do dry pump or nick? Why not? I would do it. I don't know, man. I feel like you need like a little 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 bit of Here's the thing. A little little something. Here's the know? thing. Is he a vegan? What is this guy? Seal's got to be a vegan. Exactly. So it's got to be. Okay. Let's say. Let's say you have a long flight. You have a long engagement of singing. Uh, what what songs does he have? Kiss from a rose, and you get a little crazy. That's it, right? Those are his two songs. Kiss from a rose and kiss from a rose. As far right. as I can say. <laughs> okay. Well, think about it. Now he's on this flight. He needs to fill that belly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's just like when I was a kid. I don't know where this story's going, but this teacher told me I'm, how... I'm anxious to hear it. Okay, this teacher told me how she saw a kid one time eat two entire pieces of paper and run to the um, the faucet to drink water because then it would... it would Soak it up. Right. Yeah. And then he said he would be full because he didn't have money to feed himself. So that's... that's first off, that's very sad. Yeah, it's and, horrifying. Yes, and second... This is probably what he's doing. He's probably just filling his belly to last the entire event and probably goes home and, like, eats tons of peanut M&Ms and yeah, Snickers bars. You would think Seal would have, like, an elaborate spread back. Well, it is a it is a charity gala. Maybe they skipped out on the catering. Thank you. And he's on a flight, you know, a private jet, so. Michael Bolton didn't bring something to eat? He she didn't film him. Uh, Michael Bolton couldn't. He was cook. eating... <laughs> he was eating. Excuse me, Michael, can I have that extra tuna sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> no, he eats tuna raw out of the can... And he went through a whole can of tuna. Right, Thank fair you. Fair enough. I, get, I got one more thing. Uh, okay. It's about your favorite person, Pete Davidson. Okay. There's a movie coming out about him, isn't there? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Judd Apatow's putting it out. It'll cost you $1 million to tell us what happened at Pete Davidson's stand-up show. Jamming signals are requiring everyone to lock their phones in little bags to prevent them from leaking details about your comedy show. It's totally played out. Luckily, occasional Saturday Night Live, occasional, that's funny, Pete Davidson has launched, has landed on a much more thorough solution, requiring prospective audience members to sign $1 million non-disclosure agreements to bar them from talking about anything that happened on stage at any, on any platform, including social media. 
Okay. So what do you... What do I think about that? Yeah. Obviously, no one's talking because no one cares, you know? Yeah, sign this. Did anyone break the everyone break the contract? Uh, it, it doesn't appear. So. I mean, who was even at the show? Probably nobody. I mean, this is just. It sounds like a uh, like a scheme, like a scam, like a publicity thing. Exactly. Whether it's related or not, we're going to assume that it is. This comes just a few months after Davidson called a bunch of college kids quote privileged little assholes during a set at the University of Central Florida, with videos and social media impressions quickly getting posted all over the place. At that show, he yelled at audience members for using phones and said, quote, the world is going to end in 25 years because, quote, you're all fucking retarded. Oh, <clears throat> unacceptable. He also apparently complained about the audience not laughing at his jokes, told them to, quote, grow up, promised to call all of us famous com- all of us famous comedian friends and tell them to boycott the school and then stayed for a short Q&A after, as he explained, he was, quote, waiting for an Uber. Wow, what a fucking child. It was a lot of bad press, in other words, and not now it'll never happen again because nobody who would tweet about going to a Pete Davidson stand-up show has $1 million. Now, nothing can stop anyone from assuming that every other performance goes just as poorly because there's nothing to tell us otherwise, or maybe he's a comedy genius and we'll never know because nobody can talk about it. Oh, well. Well, here's the thing. When he said that uh, he was mad that no one was laughing at his jokes, I mean, he's not funny. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's the obvious statement right there. Listen, get off the stage and leave. Like don't don't put people down because they don't find your dumb humor. Listen, you dated Ariana Grande, dude. Come on, dude. You're all about social needs, dude. So don't sit back and point fingers after you fucking exploited it and blew it up. I mean, isn't he like twenty four? Like he's he's a millennial. Exactly. So who does he he he's trying to be the the top dog, but really, dude. He's a puppy. I liked him for like two seconds when he first came on Saturday Night Live, and it was just like his his, his act was like he was just kind of aggressively himself. Like he just didn't do impressions. He just like popped up in sketches every now and then. It's like, hey, I'm Pete Davidson. I don't know. I found that funny for some reason. But once he became this big personality, I I found it harder and harder to uh, to stomach him. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't enjoy his um, contribution to SNL whatsoever. There are a ton of people that are on there that shine <laughs> bright like a diamond dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a diamond dog. You're like Shane Gillis, man. He is not on SNL, bro. E. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to move on to our uh, to finish out our monthly um, movie preview. Okay, guys. So Movie preview. The news is over is what Chuck is saying. What did you think about those stories? Hit us up not at, not pod. at gmail.edu. <laughs> Man, you're one step ahead of me there, bro. Well, we were on, we were on, we we're in sync. Uh, bye, Instagram bye. at not oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Instagram at not Nordic Pod. Pod. Facebook.com slash not Nordic Pod. We're 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 branding. That's what we're doing. Yes. Also, I will say real quick before we get into the upcoming movies, I saw the movie Knives Out and I thought it was really good. Really? Yeah. Well, I can. I. What did you think about what was that? The um, Oriental Express. What did you think about that? Did you see that movie? I thought it was kind of boring. Okay. Okay. Well, did you Did you see that one? I did see it. Melissa and I, wife of the show, Melissa. Wife of the show, Melissa. We went and both saw it, and because she loves who writes that Agatha Christie. Yes, she yeah. loves that stuff. So. Well, she'd probably like Knives Out then, because it's kind of a it's kind of like a not necessarily a spoof, but it's definitely like sort of a deconstruction of that whole genre. Gotcha. And okay. Every, everybody does a really good job in it. Uh, nice. That's good to hear. Yeah, I didn't I didn't quite feel like doing a chillin' with Chuck, but uh, I, I give Knives Out probably eight Viking broadswords out of Nice. Time. Damn. So that's a that's a high rating, y'all. All right. So Playmobil, the movie, December 6th. 
It's time for Playmobil figures to show what they can bring to the big screen. Playmobil, the movie, is the directorial debut of Lino De Silva and centers on siblings Marla, played by Anya Taylor-Joy, and Charlie, played by Gabriel Bateman, who are transported to the Playmobil world. All right, I'm going to stop here and say pass. Is that, what, a Pixar movie? Um, it's the same style of animation. I don't know if it's Pixar. Okay. Yeah, it sounds sounds terrible. Sounds like the Emoji movie or something like that. Yeah, we're just going to move right on. That's just not for us. Right. Jumanji, the next level, December 13th. The world of Jumanji continues to create chaos, and this time the group will have to re-enter the game to save Spencer, who kept the pieces of the video game and repaired the system in the basement of his grandfather's house. Jumanji, the next level, is Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, and Nick Jonas back as the avatars, which got all mixed up this time. Together, they will go through deserts and snowy mountains to find Spencer in the world's most dangerous game. Where's Jack Black? Isn't Danny DeVito in it, too? Oh, yeah, I think so. Why were they left out? I don't know, but <laughs> okay. I actually thought the first one was pretty fun. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I kind of had a good time with it, but I also, I stand the rock pretty hard, man. That's that's my dude. You stay with him? See, stand. You know, oh, the, stand you, with you, him, you okay. You know phrase? Oh, no, no, I thought you said, I didn't hear you. I thought you said stay with him. Yeah, no, the rock's my guy. So, but yeah. I, so I, you I, like Moana? I never saw Moana. Then you're a fucking liar, so shut the fuck up with that statement. Wow. Oh! Wow, really? No. <laughs> really breaking out the, the nasty well, no, language, no. But did you have you ever watched any uh, Jablinski games? It's Jack Black's YouTube channel? No. Yeah, well, he, he did all the behind the scenes of when they were making that. And it was pretty entertaining. What, Jumanji? Yes, the newest one. Yeah, it's worth watching. It's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll definitely see the new one. Okay. And um, Moana. And Moana. Okay. Maybe, you, you should punching bag me with yeah. Moana. <laughs> no, because I don't. I've never seen it. I think it's got good ratings too. Black Christmas, December thirteenth. This is the second remake of this movie. <clears throat> Horror is not exclusive to October, and December will have its dose of slasher with Black Christmas, directed by Sophia Tikal. Black Christmas is another loose remake of the nineteen seventy four movie of the same name, but with a twist to make it more modern. In it, sorority girls at Hawthorne College are being killed by an unknown stalker, but what this killer wasn't counting on is that these young women will mount a fight to stop the murders. The trailer has been criticized for showing too much and spoiling the film's big twist, though there's always the possibility of it being a trick and the movie still keeping some big moments a secret. Still, you might want to stay away from the trailers just to be sure. Well, it's the same premise, though, right? So if someone saw the original, it's... It does say a loose remake, so okay. maybe they swear. Yeah, they just stole the name and just. This probably isn't going to be good, but I'm definitely going to see it because okay. like, you know I see all of these movies. Yeah, I'm going to pass though. You're passing. Yes. Uh, December thirteenth, a hidden life. Terrence Malick's latest movie is a historical drama starring August Steel. Pass. <laughs> What, what's what is it? I mean, inspired by true events, the story centers on Austrian farmer Franz Jagerstatter, who faces the threat of execution for refusing to fight for the Nazis during World War II. The Hidden Life premiered in competition at the 72nd Cannes Film Festival and was quickly acquired by Fox, Fox Searchlight. I don't know. That sounds pretty interesting. <coughs> I mean, I mean, would you have thought that the the movie Lighthouse would have been good just by reading the synopsis? No, probably not. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds pretty interesting. And Terrence Malick is a very high regarded, highly regarded director. Do you think so? Because I hold, I hold what you say at high regard when it comes to movies. Do you think that he's uh, well-respected? I mean, he's he's definitely talented. His movies aren't really my personal cup of tea, but okay. they're, they're, they're well-made for sure. Okay. Have, do, is there anything that you've seen that you like by him? Thin Red Line's a great movie. Okay, and that's the old... The war movie? Yeah. Is that with Woody Harrelson? It's got a lot of people in okay. it. Woody Harrelson, John Travolta, Sean Penn. And, and that's when he pulls the pin, right? Yes. Okay. You know, you're right. You know, I don't. I didn't like that movie. I thought visually it was nice, yeah. But a lot of it really didn't make that much sense. It's um, personally, 
Yeah, that's that 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 tends to be the knock on uh, Malik is that he's a little bit like style over substance, but okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, he's definitely talented. Anyway, uh, uh, Code Eight, December thirteenth. Um, in twenty sixteen, Robin and Robbie and Stephen Amol released a ten minute short film titled Code Eight, which served as a teaser teaser for a full length feature, but they needed funds. The Amels started a crowdfunding campaign and quickly reached and surpassed their $200,000 goal. Now the movie is finally ready for the world to see, and it kept the same creative team as the short film with Jeff Chan back as director and a story by him and Chris Paré. Set in a future where 4% of Earth's population have special powers, Code 8 follows Connor Reed, a desperate young man with special abilities who clashes with a militarized police force after committing a crime. I don't know. I'd have to see the trailer. Okay. <laughs> like It sounds like it's got potential. I mean, hey, I'm interested. If the trailer's interesting, yeah, maybe I'll go see it. Uh, Star Wars, the little movie called Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalker, <laughs> December okay. 20th. I didn't see the last two, the uh, Solo movie or the one that came out before, Last Jedi. I didn't love Solo, but I thought Last Jedi was dope. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, I can say whatever I want about this. Like, you're, if you're going to see it, you're going to see it. If you're not, you're not, so. Fair like, enough. I've seen the other eight, so I suppose I'll see this one. got to gotta finish it all off <laughs> okay uh, December 20th Bombshell a drama movie directed by Jay Roach and written by Charles Randolph based on the women at Fox News who exposed CEO Roger Ailes for sexual harassment in 2016 Bombshell stars Charlize Theron as Megan Kelly Nicole Kidman as Gretchen Carlson Margot Robbie Kate McKinnon and John Lithgow as Roger Ailes I'm very interested in this well Kate McKinnon's in it I would definitely say it Kate McKinnon's fucking awesome she is hilarious and uh, between those other three maybe the foxiest cast ever I'm just saying okay Cats December 20th this looks like a true true nightmare <laughs> have you seen this trailer I have oh man so yeah it's, I don't have to read it's, it's an adaptation of the old Broadway show and it it looks like a waking nightmare. It's it looks it looks very interesting. Yeah, I would never go see this in the theater. I might watch it on HBO or something just to see how bad it truly is. Okay. Now, are you a musical fan? Do you like you enjoy a musical here and there? Yeah, sure. Have you heard of what? What do you think about all the new revamping they're doing with musicals? Like they just came out with Beetlejuice. They do Heather's. Supposedly you know? they're all good. Oh yeah, because I was uh, wait for the show, Melissa. I bought her tickets to see. Um, Beetlejuice last year or no this year and it was really good oh, we wanted to go it was in New York we were going to go see it but then my mom was in the hospital uh, so we had to cancel mom yada, of the yada, show yada. mom of the show <laughs> she was in the hospital yeah so we had to cancel but yeah we I, had we I, had plans to see a bunch of them I've heard so. great things have you heard any of the music from it uh, no but I've heard a little bit of the Heathers music okay yeah it's interesting dang dang diggity dang it's not, it's not bad <laughs> Uh, Little Women, December 25th. That's an old book by by a woman pro, primarily geared towards women. Okay. Is it you know, a remake? There's, with a... There's been 20 different versions of this, yeah. Winona Ryder, right? Was yeah. that Little Women? Okay. This one stars Sorcerer Ronan, Emma Watson, Eliza Scanlon, and Florence Pugh. Okay. Um, Emma Watson was Hermione in the uh, Harry Potter series. Florence Pugh's kind of up and coming. She was in that movie uh, Midsummer, which was out, which was really good and really fucked up. Really? Yeah, and Sorcerer Ronan uh, either was nominated or won an Oscar for a movie called Lady Bird. Uh, either way, I won't be seeing that. Okay. Uh, finally, uh, December 25th, 1917. If you're not into coming-of-age period dramas, Christmas is also bringing Sam Mendes' war movie 20, in 1917. 
Set during World War One, the movie follows two young British soldiers who are given an impossible mission deliver a message deep in enemy territory to warn about an ambush stopping 1,600 men, including Blake's brother, from walking into a deadly trap. 1917 is based around a, quote, fragment told to Mendez by his grandfather, novelist Alfred Mendez. Now, I happen to know that this movie is structured in the same way the Michael Keaton movie Birdman was, where it's it's cut in a way to look like it's one two-hour-long shot. Oh, okay. Like it's supposed to look like the camera never cuts. Oh, damn. So, uh, depending on the reviews and what, what the word of mouth is, I would definitely check this out. Okay. Well, that's pretty interesting. So, there's a, there's a lot lot going on. That's 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 your December movie preview. Nice. Uh, listeners, uh, are you going to see any of these movies? Are you not? Get in touch with us. Where can you get? In, where can they get in touch with us, Jay? NotNordicPod at gmail.com. I, I let you go, man. Thank you. Yeah. I was waiting for you to join in. Um, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to do a couple of more things, and then we're going to say good night. And welcome back. Hi. Hello. We're back. Remember that? That's from the movie called The Burbs. We're here. And that's from Exorcist 2. (laughs) (laughs) That was a joke, guys. Come on. It's time for the quiz segment, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I guess I have to take my own medicine this week. I mean, no. I mean, this this is a kind game. You know, we've done this before. I'm going to play a trailer. And since, I mean, hey, since we just did all the movies that are coming out in the month of December. See, it seemed fitting. Yeah, exactly. So I picked five movies. Five? Five. Well, usually that's what we do. We're, we're a five. One, two, three, four, five. We're a five guys kind of podcast. It's a good burger, man. Uh, the fries, though, a little greasy. So anyway, back to the game. I picked five movie trailers. I listened to them. There's there's one or two that are gimmies. You know, I'm a nice first in the gimme gimme. I'm a nice guy when I play these games. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with the first trailer. So do you wanna wait till it's finished or do you wanna raise your hand and I'll pause it? Yeah, so. I'll do like this so you okay. you can put put the thing down because I okay. noticed the last time you couldn't really hear my answer. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so here we go. Here's movie number one. No numero uno. Next stop will be New Canaan, Connecticut. New Canaan, Connecticut. Next stop. Once there was a time when families were strangers. Paul? Hey, Dad. Guy, I'm just confirming uh, you'll be on the 440 on Wednesday, right? So you and your sister can mope around the house and your mother and I can wait on you hand and foot while the two of you occasionally grunt for more food. Neighbors were lovers. You know, I think Elena might suspect something. Is that a new aftershave? Uh, yeah. I think I got him stumped, uh, folks. Musk or something. And America was learning the truth. I'll give you a hint. You Sigourney Weaver is in Watching what? Nixon doofus. He's a liar. Is it the ice harvest? No. Right, what is it? The ice storm. Oh, fuck. The uh, ice the, harvest was the one you gave me, uh, bro. Okay, yeah, okay, listen. This is fucking close enough. <laughs> the, 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 the fucking Ang Lee movie. Okay, all right. Give me half credit. That was, that was, that was uh, folks. Slip of the tongue, man. Slip folks, of the tongue. This isn't the Goonies, bro. Come on, Brand. Slip of the tongue. Oh, God, that's disgusting. No, I can't even look. It's a great movie, by the way. The Goonies? Well, Ice Storm, too. Here's movie number two. Men. We're about to embark on an unprecedented adventure to the great Northwest. Now get in the boat! It's a journey through uncharted wilderness. 
tell the men what they might expect to encounter. Once there was a hawk. Oh, um. the man's eyeballs out of its sockets. Almost heroes. Very good. All right, good job, man. Took me a minute to think of the name of that one. It's okay. You did good. Okay, what do we got? We got. Okay. You ready? Poor Chris Farley. I miss him. I know. Seriously. I like this game, though. Okay. We got two more? Three more. Do we? You said five. <laughs> Lost count, folks, already. I can't believe I said the ice harvest. That's fucking ridiculous. Close your eyes and imagine. It snakes up to this big. Your greatest nightmare. What was it? Anaconda. Very good. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from any movie ever. <laughs> oh, damn it. The snakes out there this big. All right, I got... So good. Wait a minute. One, I fucking, two. I, I love that movie. No no joke. Really? Yeah. Whoa. All right. So I guess... Hold on. Here we go. Wait a minute. I think I got a... I can't... Oh, hold on. Here we go. Uh, this is this is the Gibby. It's your new pet. Number one, you gotta keep him out of bright light. Oh, um, Gremlins. Very good. Yeah. All right, let's see. Where is the other movie I had? Oh, here it is. Okay. This one, this one, you might have a little. Uh, All right. I always say that, but <laughs> and yep. you always seem to knock it out of the park. So, let's see. I'm sorry about the. I'm sorry about the game the last time. No, no, it's alright. No, here we go. Well, you got, you got, pretty much got them all. This morning's detection of an unidentified radio source from deep space can neither be confirmed nor denied. Whatever it is, it ain't local. Position. I checked interferometry somewhere in Lyra, I think. Uh, Vega? Can't be. It's only 26 light years away. I want all these people out of here. You're having sent this announcement all over the world may well constitute a breach of national security. I think security. I got him, folks. This is a person-to-person call. This may be an announcement to get our attention. Oh, Contact. Very good, dude. Yeah. Wow, great job. Yeah, once Jody Foster came on. I, yep. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think you only got what? One, one wrong. One wrong. And it was only kind of wrong. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Well, there you go, folks. I'll take four out of five, though. That's okay. Yeah, man. Nice job. <laughs> That's fun. You definitely did, have some skills in that department. So. Did you uh, Did you enjoy that, folks? Should we do that again sometime? Yeah, please. Just send us an email. Uh, NotNordicPod at gmail.com. And it's still, it's still open. An email, first email from somebody we don't know gets two prizes in the mail. And like we said in the last podcast, he agreed to oversee shipping, and we're going to split the cost. So if there's someone in anywhere overseas well here i'll tell you i'll tell you right now well actually i can't there i was going to list the 14 countries that have okay. listened to us but but anybody I, I know we've got i know we've got norway which is probably people were curious about the uh, about the uh, right about the name nice I know we've got canada we've got england we've got uh the czech republic uh somebody listened in panama there's Listen, notnordicpod at gmail.com just send us an email say hi and send us your mailing address and we'll send that out to you we'll ship it out we got two things coming your way and the, i can't guarantee the quality of the things but the they, things might be things the, 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 but they're things those are the, those are things all right we'll be <laughs> exactly. back with punching bags all right and I was, oh, I was trying to yeah. talk all right <laughs> you dick <laughs> it's time for punching bags punching bags dudes yeah i'm gonna work on a song for punching bags because since we do them all the, every episode yeah i mean i have a song but once i mix it down it'll sound pretty dope all right. 
Okay. I'm, I'm going to go for We're going to talk music. Okay. And I'm going to go first cause, just because I feel like we're going to talk a lot more about you, mine for you. Okay, go ahead. Um, I listen to the self-titled and to my knowledge only uh, record uh, from the Swedish via Africa uh, reggae trio, Midi, Maxi, and FT. Yes. Um, it's uh, Their Wikipedia is pretty simple. It says they're Swedish... Um, two of the Midi and Maxi came from Ethiopia, and FD is from Eritrea. Right. So they're, that's that's their background. Uh, they only did the one record. It looks like a couple of the singles charted in Sweden. It it doesn't look like they did much of anything in the U.S. Although apparently Beavis and Butthead watched one of their videos, and uh, one of their songs was in For Love or Money, starring Michael J. Fox. So to start here, what what brought this on your radar? This is at a time. So this was definitely in the 2000s. This is when I was going back and listening. I was trying to think of every one-hit wonder from the 90s that was possibly out there, i.e. Amy Arena. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I.e. Um, what was that band? Uh, band that sang that song, Banditos. The Refreshments. Jesus. Remember that, remember that song? Just how far down that's do a, you want to go? Remember that that's album? That's a deep cut, man. Exactly. So I was fishing my brain. That's a term. And I thought of that song, Bad, Bad Boys Come With Me. Bad, bad boys. So I was like, well, let's see what that band is. And I found it, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to download this entire album. Downloaded it. And it's something that I played going in and out of work. I had a coworker, and he and I would listen to it every day going into work because he had to suffer through it because I was the one driving. <laughs> but I don't know. We just uh, we really enjoyed it. It's just uh, – I guess it brings me back to a time, you know, where – like just finding, finding music that never got a chance, pretty much. Yeah. You know, and I just really enjoyed listening to it. And I gate, I think I was more lenient with my, uh, you know, acceptance of it. You know what I mean? Like, this is different. It's not the best, but I really enjoy it. Um. Yeah. So it's it's not easily available. You know how you know where I got this? Where I downloaded it on Soulseek earlier. Did you know Soulseek really? still exists? No, I did not. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. Um, so, I mean, I, I, the problem here is, and the reason I said we probably wouldn't spend too long on this is, I don't have a lot of frame of reference okay. when it comes to this kind of music. Like, I don't really know what to compare it to. Right, I got you. Um, it's very they the the ver the hooks are all melodic and they all repeat like a lot. Now the verses are sung like in a very like strange atonal way, which you seem to enjoy. Oh, I love like, it. It's, it's almost like um, the the verses. I would almost liken to like them like reading a book on tape. You know, like what? it's just like my name is Maxi and I was here. No, the best part. I we are. The <laughs> best part is we are friends. Yeah. We never we fight. Fine. We can talk about almost, almost anything. Anything? <laughs> yes, anything. <laughs> I love it. Um. So, it's weird, man. Like, I, the first the first couple songs, I was like, "Yo, fuck him! Why did he do this to me?" Oh yeah, and no, then, no, I'm done then, with that. And then like, it it it's got a weird way of like like I listened to it a few times in a row, and it's like it's got a weird way of kind of wearing you down a little bit. Yo, and I was like, that Mancinko song, dude, Mancinko's catchy <laughs> as shit. That song is very very catchy, dude. I love that song. <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean, look, it's catchy because they repeat the fucking thing like forty thousand times at the end. But it's you're right. Like I definitely like I was, so I was playing um, 
basket, uh, NBA basketball on my PS4, and I had it going in the okay. background. I was just sitting there like, I think go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, occasionally there. Another thing I found interesting about it is they occasionally seem to try to. Although I did read that they didn't write anything on it, like a bunch of a bunch of people wrote the songs for them, which is I guess typical with pop music. Um, there is some like attempts at you know something a little deeper than like just pop song. You know what I mean? Like, right. What's the one? Hang on. Let me pull up the track list here. I mean, Culture of Youth is a Culture I, of Youth. Yeah, that's the one where it's like, oh, yeah. Maybe they had a little bit more on their minds than like just you know shaking your ass on the dance floor. Right. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So I mean, look, I I I can't foresee a situation where I'll ever listen to this again. But I, I I probably I probably liked it a little more than I thought I would. That's awesome. That is good to hear. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. So it's. It, I mean, that's exactly what punching bags is designed to do. Like, I feel like I expanded my horizons listening to that. That's cool, man. Now, is is that is that your take? That's your final. I suppose. I, I don't think I have anything else. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so now I guess it's on to me and the punching bag he gave me, which was 1995's Jawbreaker, Dear You. Dear You. Now, from what I found out is that this is their major label release. They were signed by Geffen for $1 million with a three-CD promise, right? They They had to release three CDs or something like that under them. Yeah. Right? Okay, so my biggest issue with this album, I feel... That it's way too amazing. Is a song placement Right So you said you would Sequence it different Oh my god Yes Because the very first song uh, What's the first song called Save Your uh, Generation Yes That song needs to be Personally Personally That song brings the album To a screeching halt From the very beginning You know what I mean For, what, for me What You don't like that song I do not like that song I think that What, what did I say here uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Some uh, the, the chord changes I said, This is what I wrote Some interesting chord changes Reminds me of a local band trying to be different just to be different. I'm not bashing them, please, so don't take it like that. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Some parts are not appealing to the ear. Like, that's the way I felt when I listened to it. They make, they, sometimes they make me cringe, to be honest. Save your generation, for example. That's what I wrote. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, the chord, the chord progression, it's, it doesn't go where I would expect it to go. No, you're probably right. And that, that, that was one of my only issues. It's like, if you're going to write a song, you can make it interesting, but it's, and I know there's people listening to this right now are probably screaming like, that's what makes them special. I know, but <laughs> but that's fine. Like, I think that the song Accident Prone... Wow, that song's so good. The song is super long. Yeah, it's like six minutes. But if that song was at the very end of the album, it personally, I could accept it. Just like that song on Weezer. You know that last song on the Weezer Blue album? Yeah, um, Only in Dreams. Right, that song's yeah. long. Yeah. And it's at the end. But if that song was number four... You know what I mean on the album? We kind of drag the album down, which this, which that song does. What what comes is is? I don't. What's know. the next song after that? Chemistry, I think. Chemistry is awesome. Yeah, that song. That song's super good. The riff sounds like a suicide file riff. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Interesting. I never got that comparison, but, but yeah, it's definitely like that. And if it did had that like that uh, that suicide file drum beat, huh. I'd be like, oh my god! But obviously, they did it first, and. The song Oyster is good. There are a lot of things that I enjoy about this album. This my my favorite, you know, there's not, I know everyone speaks about the lyrics about how the lyrics mean something and they're deep and all that stuff. My favorite line. Oh, I mean, oh, come on. Yeah, um, let's hear it. Oh, 
All right, forget that for me. Let me take a second and say, before I go on and say my favorite line, why does this album mean so much to you? Oh, um, I just, I, I, I've always wanted to be able to write songs like Blake. Okay. Like, I just, like, you know, you, you were one of the few people who was nice enough to say you like my band Drawing Dead. And I wrote... Uh, I, I wrote, did. I wrote every single lyric in that band, and it was very... Um, What's my favorite lyric? I don't know. Remember when you said hardcore would never die? No. No. The, um... Uh, I'll just... I'll just listen to what I enjoy and not what Pitchfork says I should. Yeah. Um, I love that lyric. Um, yeah, I mean, I, one of my... I can only write very literally, and Blake has a way of writing in this sort of abstract way that I always, that I always that I always wish I could. Like there's been you know times in my life where I've felt the way I think every one of these songs has, but I've never been able to write it in the way that he can. Okay. Like there's a song um, towards the end called uh, "Sluttering," uh, where it's um, uh, how's it go? He goes. Uh, Slow dance, slow dance alone with no one to the sounds of four hands clapping. Congratulations to you both. I hope somewhere you're happy. If there's a moral to this story, then I wish you'd tell me. That's like, okay, I don't know. That's just a fucking intense breakup song. Right? <laughs> no, you're like, right. I've just never been able to write something like that, and it kind of makes me jealous. And then just little things like in, um, in chemistry when he just he goes. Um, there's a point to this, a point I think I often miss. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. And um, I'm trying I'm trying to think, like, um, you know, or even in Accident Prone, where he's like, uh, it hasn't been my day for a couple years. What's a couple more? <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know, man. He just, when I'm feeling down, like, Blake just really hits 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 me. Yeah. No, I, def- I definitely understand. Like, is, is, this, a, is this a... Obviously, it's not a time thing for you. It's not something that's like, at one time I heard this and it was wow. You're still like, no, this I, is still on my wow right no, now. No, this, this, this is your is, wow list. This is a, honestly a top ten album for me. Okay, I love wow. this album so much. Well, so, sometime we have to go through our top tens. Yeah, and yeah. definitely get that down there. Now, the the lyric I love is "Crazy people aren't so fucking boring." Oh yeah. Wake me up when you're through being cool. I'm snoring. Oh, it's dude, so, that uh, line is so fucking yeah. awesome. I really like that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of cool things in there. I think some of the songs are longer than they should be. Yeah. I mean, because I found myself listening to the song like in the car driving to work, and as I'm driving, I'm like, "Is this the same song?" And about every time I looked down at the time, it was three minutes. <coughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It's definitely there's there's. Um, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Well, there are other records. Well, I was gonna say a lot of a lot of their other the other records are a little more sort of. Um, Verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah, although right, okay. although there's their record Bivouac, the title track's twelve minutes long, so it's not like a, it's not like, but like they're probably their most famous song is called Boxcar, and it's like, that's a very simple verse chorus song. Okay. Um, but yeah, this this is definitely like their more sort of experimental record, and they Blake said that um, like the other guys in the band got upset because like they recorded all the instruments in like three days and then spent like months working on the vocals well supposedly this is his post throat surgery yes so I'm sure that him trying to work out the melodies and stuff like that and working with a new voice yeah I'm sure that that was a big time struggle yeah for those who for listeners who don't know Blake had like a like really bad polyps or something and like 
he had to get surgery and they weren't sure he was ever going to be able to sing again. And it kind of, it's funny because, you know, for his major label, their major label, label debut, it kind of rendered his voice a little more clean sounding in a way. I don't know if they were intending, but. Yeah, no, I, to be honest, I'm interested in listening to prior albums to this, from listening to this, because if everyone, if everyone like shits on this album, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I'm, I, then the other one's got to be ridiculous. I know that the the major issue that people had is that they were so against, yeah, you know, signing to a major label, and then they did it. Yeah, and and it I, was, I understand. I you know people get that way, you know, but yeah, it's just I you know I think they didn't feel like they had anywhere else to go at that level, and you know you know they toured with Nirvana for really? for uh, I think like ten days or something. Wow. Yeah, they say because Kurt was a big fan, and. Um, it's funny. I, there's a doc. There's a documentary. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's on Amazon Prime. It's about Jawbreaker, and they're talking to the drummer Adam, and they were, Adam's like, "Yeah, he's like, you know, people give me shit." And he's like, "You know what? I watched Nirvana from the side of the stage for ten days. What did you do that week?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, he he has he has definitely has the right to brag. That is a pretty uh, braggadocious thing to do. Yeah, and you know, it's I, the other thing is I think that. You can definitely hear the influence on this, uh, uh, like the the way this influenced a lot of stuff that came after it. No, I agree. So, yes, which, you know, I think it's good for the. You know, they broke up like before they really caught on fully. So I, I feel good for them that they've come back the last couple of years and kind of you know got to. Now is it the same members? Yeah, same three guys. Now the bass player that the bass player also plays and saves the day, correct? No, wasn't. Who am I thinking of then? I thought the bass player from Jawbreaker played in Saves the Day. Not 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 back in the day. I'm saying the new form Saves the Day, not No. Okay. Well, I'm I guess I'm misinformed. That's what I that's what I was uh Yeah, I don't I don't know. That's what I thought I don't of. know what band you might be mistaken, but yeah, it's, it's the same three guys and they they played Riot Fest and they they're touring and stuff. I've seen them twice since they reformed and it was uh it was an ugly experience, man. I was looking, I got a little emotional the first time I saw them. I'm not going to lie to you. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's awesome. I think the people that can honestly connect with something like that, I think it's awesome. And it was, yeah, and it was a whole crowd full of people who were connecting at the same level, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, it's like... Uh, <laughs> tears, tears everywhere and not a tissue to something or other. Something or other. All right, who was the bass player in... Um, uh, Chris Bauermeister. Okay. He was not in Saves the Day, so someone fibbed to me. Because that's, that's, that's the story that they were saying. They said that at the end, that um, towards the end, the bass player that took over was in Jawbreaker. Yeah, I'm trying to think who that might have even... I don't, I don't think it was Jawbox either. I don't, I don't know. That's weird. No, it was Nutbox. Stop. From Lancaster. No, I'm joking. Dave Heck. Dave Heck. Shout, Shout out, out to Dave, Dave Heck. <laughs> so, so would you listen to Dear You again? You know what? I definitely, I definitely would. I would listen to it again. I appreciate you giving me that because it's something that I can, uh, something I can go back and listen to again and just try and pick it apart a little bit more. Yeah, there's a lot to it. Do, you, do you, did the song? Um, 
bad scene everyone's fault stick out to you? It didn't. I listened to after See, after we talked, you know, you were like, listen, I listened to it, and when it when it played through the first time, it just it was just kind of passer. See, I like. like See, uh, that that song seems like filler upon first listen, but right. Like I, the sadness behind that song is really something that gets to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can see that, but I mean, I even like that song "Oyster." I thought that song "Oyster" was pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's and I was telling you, I, I, I if I had to pick a least favorite song, it's either that or "Basilica." Okay, which is I don't know. I just don't like the hook to "Oyster." I I don't know why it bugs me a little bit. Because it's too like uh, it's a little on the nose, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Maybe, that, well, maybe that's why I like it. But yeah, I, I and I. I I have to say, yeah, thank you for giving me that. Like, I really, um, it brought my, I know a bunch of my friends have it, and they, you know, they're all, they're all down with it, and they, you know. Well, I appreciate you thanking me. After I tell you what you're listening to this week, you're going to take it all back. I don't know about that, and you don't know about that. <laughs> you so. want to, you, so you want to, you want to give me something first? Okay, so, ho, 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 it's the holiday season. Mother truckers. So, you're going to listen to the NBC Celebrity Christmas CD. Whoa. Exa- See? See how nice I am? So you're going to listen to it, and it's got people like Jay Leno singing Christmas songs. It's got people from Frasier singing it. That sounds so good. You're going to enjoy this. Sounds so good slash bad slash good again. Yeah, like, I, it's so ridiculous that I want to share this with you, and oh, I'm doing it. So oh, now I'm... Exciting. Right. <laughs> That's what a punching bag should be. Now I, feel, now I feel bad about what's coming to you. No, no, don't feel bad. Let me have it. No, so listen, let me let me clarify. This is something I'm sure you've heard before. Okay, clarify like butter, bro. But Let's I, go. But I want to I wanna revisit it together. Okay. I want to talk about how it's amazing. Okay. I want, I want you to listen to the, the what most people would consider to be the sellout album, the P.O.D. adjacent E-Town Concrete, The Renaissance. Okay. I don't think I'm going to be mad about that. It's so good. It's so good. Now, is this the one with mandibles? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I have heard this album, but I have not heard this album in quite a long time. It's, oh, man, it's, they should have been the biggest thing in the world off this album. I don't know. Okay. I don't understand why it didn't happen for them. Okay, fair enough. They signed to, like, a Christian label or something. Really? Yeah, it was, like, Razor and Tie, I think. Interesting. Not Tooth and Nail Records. No, no, they were not MXPX. They were not label mates with MXPX or Juliana Theory. Juliana Theory was on that label. I think they were. Oh. Well, we'll let you know at the next podcast if Juliana Theory was on Tooth and Nail. Unless you want to email us, not NordicPod at gmail dot com, Facebook dot com slash not NordicPod, Instagram not NordicPod, not NordicPod. And if you have a joke, <coughs> did you hear my joke at the beginning of this? I wrote that. The other day, because I was watching the news and they were like, schools are closing because it says it might snow later. Did not snow. No snow. And all the schools closed. So, informer. You know, Blam. A licky boom boom down. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. So, folks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate and, it. Any parting words for the for the homies? Um, No. Do you have anything? Uh, Mad Splatter, December 22nd, Connie's Rick Rack in Philly, Nightmare After Christmas. Nice. And uh, April 3rd, uh, Atlantic City Convention Center, Beer Fest. Oh, hells yeah. Mad Splatter, Newfound Glory. <laughs> we're, we're fucking fucking hand in hand. We're definitely not just playing a random side stage. Well, technically, you're playing a fest with Goldfinger. 
and, say, and, and against new, and against me and against and, me at newfound glory yeah so. we're fucking we're coming up in the so world, you can bro. say that as well oh, that's sick that is awesome yeah so Congratulations. Like if, we send, if we send out press kits or something we should definitely name drop all three of those so you, yeah, you can say you, i played we played a fest with because it is a fest yeah it's true and i i I believe I'm gonna have a wristband to go see Goldfinger and against me. So. Oh my gosh! Just just remember, bro. This is a beer fest, not a wine fest. So <laughs> e- that was my joke, and it failed. Yeah. Well, uh, see you next week with a very special guest. Uh, yeah. Yes. Until then, remember. Uh, despite all reports on the internet, we are not, not Nordic. Nordic. Later. <laughs>